welcome to TTELT, Teaching Tips for English Language Teachers. I'm Dr. Gina Rhodes. Let's get started. This week on TTELT, we're talking about pronunciation tips with Nicole Kaup. She um, is a, an English accent coach, and uh, she and I met when uh, I was the um, English Language Fellow Coordinator for Southern China, and she was in China. Um, teaching in Liangyanggang, which I probably didn't pronounce ironically correctly, but I've been working on that one. Um, and uh, since she was an English language fellow, she, uh, she and I have maintained our friendship and uh, she was the first person to reach out to me when she heard about this project and say that she wanted to get involved and be part of the project. So I'm really excited to be interviewing her today. And um, learning about her pronunciation tips for English language teachers and uh, finding out more about her latest projects. So let's get going. Okay, this week on TTLT, we have Nicole Kalp and she's gonna talk to us about her pronunciation tips. Hello, Nicole, welcome to the show. Hi, Gina, how are you? I'm doing great, it's so great to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you too. Okay. Nicole, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? All right. So I am an English language coach and communication coach. Um, basically, I'm an independent English language instructor. I don't work for an outside school or university. I work for myself and my clients and for other teachers and such. Uh, my specialty for about the last eight years has been oral communication skills. So helping adult professionals to speak English more understandably, more clearly, and more confidently. And typically what that means is I work with people who are like in the tech field or that are engineers or healthcare professionals, sometimes English teachers from other countries who, where English is not their native language. I do a lot of work in pronunciation and accent reduction, as well as other skills like uh, meeting skills, presentation skills, uh, basically a lot of things that are needed in the workplace these days where people are doing meetings on Zoom, uh, they might be presenting at conferences, or they might just need to speak more intelligibly overall to work in a global workforce where everyone's communicating in English now. Okay, well, it sounds like you're doing a lot since we first met in China. <laughs> yes, definitely. I Before that, actually, I was doing um, some accent reduction coaching, American English coaching with private clients actually uh, for a couple of years before going to China. And mm -hmm. I was doing it all one-on-one -on -one and going to people's workplaces and homes at that point. Right. And then after China, I've brought everything pretty much online. Yeah. Right, well, let's start with some teaching tips. What are some teaching tips for teachers who are new to teaching pronunciation? Okay. So pronunciation is kind of a mystery for a lot of English teachers. Really, English teachers are taught how to teach reading, how to teach writing, how to teach speaking and listening, but traditionally, pronunciation wasn't a big part of anybody's training program. And so teachers really are just a little kind of shy about the whole idea of teaching pronunciation just because they've never been taught what it involves, truly what is it that creates uh, you know, understandable pronunciation? So they really don't know where to start. And our traditional textbooks have not been really great at that either. I can remember teaching pronunciation at uh, 
community colleges years ago, and the textbooks we used were all focused on specific sounds. Like you teach them how to say a V sound, or a TH, or an R, or an L. But it goes far beyond that, actually, much beyond just those individual sounds. So part of our training as English teachers is to know what we need to teach, not just how to do it, but actually what needs to be taught. So sounds make up some of it. And we know that our, depending upon where our students are from, they usually have trouble with R sounds, L sounds, V, TH. And those are very obvious ones that the students themselves know, hey teacher, I cannot pronounce a TH. And they're very concerned that they can't pronounce the TH. But they're missing kind of, well, they're missing all the vowels for one. Usually they're not aware that they're not unable to pronounce the vowel sounds. And there's many more vowels than most other languages have, right? English has, well, depending upon who counts and how they count it, we'll say around 15 different vowel sounds. And we only write those with five letters. So that's super confusing for people. Um, so even English teachers are not even completely aware that we have all those different vowel sounds and how to teach them. So then there's that. But then there's something even more important and even kind of more mysterious and unknown. And that is the whole, what you'll hear referred to as suprasegmentals, yeah. where we call segmentals are the individual consonant and vowel sounds. Suprasegmentals refer to uh, stress patterns like in a specific word, we're going to stress one syllable more than another. Within a phrase, we're going, to we're going to stress specific words and unstress other words. And so we have this, you know, this pattern of kind of up and down of stressed words and then unstressed words. And that kind of gives English, it's very characteristic, you'll hear kind of described as a wave pattern by people who uh, where English is not their native language. They'll kind of, oh, English sounds like a wave. It goes up and down. And they're kind of referring to, to that in, in some way. It's musical, you'll hear a lot of people say, that our pitch goes up and then it goes down. And so there's a lot of other things that we need to take into consideration beyond just teaching individual sounds. So as teachers, you need to be aware of this, kind of what goes into English pronunciation. Our segmentals, our super segmentals, vowels, consonants, stress, connecting words, pitch. There's all these different varieties. Um, so in the classroom, I would say the main thing that you want to do if you're introducing new vocabulary to your students, one of the things you want to do is make sure that they know where the stress points are in the word. When my students said something along, oh, you know, I'm really, life is really odd these days and, you know, we can't do anything in person and, you know, um, I'm looking forward to when the vaccine comes out. And I was talking to him and, and, and he's going on and he keeps talking and I'm thinking, the, the what? And then my mind got, and I went, oh, he meant the vaccine, not the vaccine. Um, another one that's come up before is, um, oh, what's your opinion? Now you might get that one, but still it kind of, it's a little shocking. It's a little abrupt as a native speaker. We go, excuse me, I'm sorry. And it usually just, it, it's a big kind of obstacle in the conversation when somebody says opinion and you just go, it's a little shock, you know, you communication just kind of broke down right there. And so, well, the word was opinion. <laughs> so if you notice up, uh, opinion that we need to make sure that we put the most stress on that second syllable, opinion. 
So when you're teaching vocabulary, you wanna make sure your students are getting that right. And you might not necessarily have to explicitly tell them that the main stress is on the middle syllable, but if you model that and correct it in theirs, you know, and show them the pronunciation, they may just pick it up on their own without you needing to actually, you know, explicitly teach that. So definitely making sure that the stress is in the correct part of the word is probably the number one thing for intelligible speech that, um, I know that was a really long answer, wasn't it? <laughs> but it was a great answer. That's okay, awesome. Okay, good. Good, Okay, good. good. All right. Well, I'm glad that you were able to answer that question and give us lots of teaching tips to help us with our pronunciation. And um, now I'd really like you to uh, tell us how teachers can encourage their students to work on the pronunciation outside of class. What are some good ways to help them when they're not in the classroom? Yeah, exactly. So a big part of that is encouraging learners to, to actually enjoy the language. Right. Um, as you know, motivation is super important and, you know, to get students to engage with the material. If they enjoy what they're doing, they're going to do it more. They're, they're going to, you know, put more effort into it, uh, do it longer and, and do it in a joyful way where it's actually, it's fun. It's not a chore. So what I really encourage my students to do, and usually they kind of giggle and snicker when I say it, but I say, sing. And I'm serious about this. Singing, I think, is one of the most effective ways of acquiring the, the natural rhythm of a language without even thinking about it. You're not thinking about it. You're not thinking, oh, what was the rule? I can't remember that rule again. You're just doing it, and you're doing it joyfully, and your energy is high, and um, it's, it's natural, and it's fun. And, and that's actually, when I learned Spanish, actually, I loved the music. And I would, I mean, this was, I mean, decades ago, but I would <laughs> drive my parents crazy with my Mexican uh, rock music and pop music. I just play the same songs over and over again in my room, and I'm singing along, and I'm having a good time. And um, before this, I remember my, um, my high school Spanish teacher making a, you know, kind of a snarky comment that, you know, my accent really was terrible, <laughs> you know, in Spanish, like, uh, yeah, you're, yeah, basically, uh, so I was like, oh, okay, but, you know, I didn't care, I was like, you know, teenager, who cares, whatever, so then I go to Mexico, I, you know, I get into the music, and I'm having a good time, and I'm singing, and, you know, a few years later, I go back to Mexico, and people are like, where are you from, you know what I mean, they're like thinking, like, I could potentially be a native, but they can't quite you know, figure out where. So I'm like, no kidding. I mean, like singing. I mean, I attribute it to singing. I mean, then again, I had Spanish speaking friends and, you know, did some more things, but I loved it. It was my hobby. You know, I'm always working on it. And, and I wasn't consciously thinking I need to improve my pronunciation. I was just having a good time. I'm just singing along to the music and things happen and it just kind of sinks in over the time and you develop that, that rhythm kind of naturally. So singing also, if they can make friends with people in, you know, in English and just have more contact and more immersion in that and it kind of sinks in over time. Um, some people do really need to be told to imitate like pay attention and repeat exactly as you're hearing. Cause some people would just, you know, happily 
speak the way they kind of think things are, are said based on the spelling. Mm -hmm. And as you know, our spelling can be pretty crazy and people will just read things based on our spelling. But it's like, pay attention, listen to what others are saying and repeat that. And just like you're a small child, repeat. Um, the other thing I would recommend is sitcoms. Mm -hmm. uh, sitcoms, if you guys are not familiar, are situation comedies. So basically there are comedy programs that are very short. You know, they last like 20 to 30 minutes and they generally have a lot of dialogue and are funny and the characters are, they're interacting with each other quite a lot. You're going to hear typical slang, typical, you know, conversations. You can see a lot of culture in sitcoms, but it's a great way to be kind of immersed in that typical language. Mm -hmm. And I would kind of recommend taking small clips of that, like take a two minute clip of something, uh, which you can find all over on YouTube, pick your favorite, your favorite sitcom, go to YouTube and, you know, Modern Family or Two Broke Girls. A lot of people like Friends, but I would also suggest taking a look online and saying, you know, most popular, you know, most popular sitcoms for learning English and you'll get others on there. Um, there's a whole bunch and, you know, Watch a few, find which ones you like, watch them often, get to know the characters, and then start imitating the characters and their speech. Stop it, you know, repeat, go back, kind of repeat again. And then there's plenty of other activities. You could, you could even do that in the classroom too and do dubbing and different things. But I think these days uh, pop culture really gets students interested and involved, movies, TV, songs, everything kind of related to, to, uh, I guess, daily life these days. So. Okay, great. Oh, and apps. We haven't talked about apps, but. Well, I was just going to ask you about um, what websites or apps do you think um, would be the most engaging for teachers to use in working uh, with pronunciation with their students? Yeah. So there are a couple of really, really good pronunciation apps uh, that are based on machine learning and AI mm -hmm. these days, artificial intelligence, mm -hmm. where they are kind of um, getting to know you in the kind of the issues you have and then getting smarter at giving you the practice that you need on the specific areas that you need to work on. And one of them is, is absolutely excellent for word stress, what we were just mm -hmm. talking about earlier, and mm -hmm. vowel sounds, which mm -hmm. are two things that are pretty important in pronunciation and both often overlooked. And that one is called Blue Canoe. Okay. And if you're familiar with the color vowel system, it is based on the color vowel system. And it, it's an app that just came out, I would say, in the last year, I guess, at this point. And a lot of teachers are using it these days. So this is one that it's fun. There's got a, there's a lot of little games inside of it that you can play to help you get used to the, the vowel sounds and also the uh, word stress. So they use like hand gestures on the word stress and each um, vowel is named for color. You have uh, black cat, right? You have the ah, ah sounds. You have that, that A in black cat. You've got... Um, rows, boats, you have the O and the O. And so each pair of words gives you the typical spelling of that sound and then kind of helps you get used to the, um, the actual motion and, and using it. So that's a really cool app. And then another one that my students like quite a bit is called Elsa Speak. 
and this one is more like at the phrase level where it records your speech and then says oops you didn't quite get your r right oh here let's try that again and like oh here you you missed the um the short e sound it really is starting it sounds like a your 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 a sounded like ah and so it gives you feedback but it's telling you well we heard this when you should have said this that's and great. so that specific feedback I know students have found really, really helpful too. And Blue Canoe does the same as well to say, oops, you said the red pepper sound instead of the black cat sound. Mm -hmm. Or you said the olive sock sound when you should have been saying the, oh, what's the other one, a cup of mustard sound. Oh. So it puts it in, in very like, you did this and it should have been this. That's good. So, yeah. And it also uses musicality and rhyming and both of these apps are really, really good. And students usually love them, have a great time. And then the idea is you're practicing like 10 minutes a day. Right. And over time that really builds up quite a lot. So I was wondering if you have any specific tips for teachers whose first language is in English. Yes, actually, if you are a non-native speaker of English, you want to first take a look at a list of common problems for speakers of your language. Like, let's say your native language is Russian. Um, you'll want to take a look, do a little bit of research on the internet and find a list of common issues um, in English pronunciation for Russian speakers. And the same, if you are a Chinese speaker, look up, you know, common problems for Chinese speaker. Well, you're pretty like Mandarin or Cantonese or common issues in pronouncing English. And you should find quite a bit on the internet that will specifically say, these are the consonants. These are the vowel sounds that you're likely to have trouble with. And they, there might be a little mention of more of the rhythm and melody aspects, but likely those lists usually focus mostly on sounds. So that being said, that'll give you an idea of the sounds that your native language doesn't have. So you're trying to identify which sounds you do not have in your native language that we do have in English. So there will definitely be several vowel sounds and there's likely gonna be a few consonants too. Um, but even bigger, you'll wanna, well, the list usually don't include intonational rhythm and melody things and everybody, no matter what your native language is, everybody needs to work on the rhythm and melody of English because generally other languages all have a different overall sound and pattern of communication that sounds different than English. And well, I would say if you learned English mostly by reading and writing in a school setting, you are likely going to need work on your intonation, your rhythm, and your melody. If you learned it like children learn it, being surrounded by English, like let's say that you spent many years in the United States and you worked in a restaurant. And if you learned it by that, then you're probably fine on your rhythm and melody. Mm -hmm. But if you learned it in a school setting, you're likely going to need help in the rhythm and melody. So the overall sound of your English. So and it's good to be aware, especially as a teacher, how English really sounds and how the, communi how the communication really takes place. Mm -hmm. um, as we talked about earlier, word stress, making sure that the stress 
is on the correct part of each word. Mm -hmm. And we also do that at sentence level. And that's really important. Which words in a sentence that are emphasized tell your listener what's most important in your sentence. And this is a little bit different from other languages. Other languages may do that by changing word order. They might put the key element up front in the sentence, whereas English is highlighting. Notice as I'm speaking, if you listen as I'm speaking to what I'm telling you, you go, oh yeah, she's highlighting certain <laughs> words with her voice. You can see it, it gets louder. I hold it longer, my pitch goes up on those key words. And that's really important, uh, something really important that you need to integrate into your speech as well. And be aware of it so you can, well, depending on the level you teach, you may or may not need to really explicitly teach your students, but you would wanna model that or maybe mm -hmm. point it out in in the materials that you're using assuming that you're using you're bringing in like non-native speaking models maybe from tv or songs where your students are actually hearing uh what native speech sounds like you may need to kind of point that out a little bit too making sure that your pausing is in the correct place or in an appropriate place we pause in different places and you'll notice native speakers some will speak faster some slower some have more pausing some less but just that general, general awareness of what does English sound like overall is really, really helpful. Okay, that's all great information for our teachers. I think they're gonna love it. Okay, and so um, Nicole, thank you for sharing all this information with us. What projects are you working on right now? Oh, so um, at this point, I am trying to put on my own webinar. Um, one, uh, at least once monthly. So I actually have a webinar that is going to be this week on Thursday. So, and that is in, let's see, I'm in Seattle in the United States. So Seattle time, which is West Coast um, Pacific Daylight Time, I believe we're on PDT. Uh -huh. um, that will be 7.30 p.m. And actually I have a guest speaker this week. Oh, or this really? month. Wow. I do have a guest speaker. I have a lady. Um, she has her PhD in English teaching and she has a, a very interesting specialization. She specializes in, well, psychological aspects of language a lot. She does a lot of work in like the happiness project on, so a lot of her focus is on, is on things like calming techniques. But anyhow, actually, her topic is overcoming nervousness and, and speaking with confidence. And so she has some things like breathing techniques and, and short meditative techniques to calm and lower the stress level so that you can speak um, more confidently and, um, you know, not, not feel that nervousness and that stress when you're speaking. So it's going to be uh, a little bit different than the typical workshops where I focus on pronunciation type things. She'll be focusing more on like the, the emotional and, and mental type aspects of speaking a language. And she herself is a non-native speaker who has made it all the way up to a PhD level in, um, and, and she's an English teacher. She trains teachers herself. So, um, I'm really looking forward to her workshop and I've seen some of her techniques and um, and they're really cool actually. And I think really helpful for, for everything these days, for 
um, calming yourself to speak English better or another foreign language that you happen to be learning, or just in general when you're feeling uptight to just, you know, calm yourself and, and know how to, to, I guess, read your own emotions and um, to kind of deal with that, that kind of thing. So that will be, yeah, this week on Thursday, she'll be okay. speaking. My website is EnglishCoachNicole.com. Englishcoachnicole.com. Okay. Yeah. And of course that will be in the notes, but we'll. Yes. So everyone. yes, hopefully if you're interested in those, uh, in those free webinars, a good thing to do would be to get on my email list as well. You can do that on my website or keep an eye on the website or the Facebook page. And yeah, and you'll get notification of, of when workshops are happening. And what's your Facebook page called? English coach Nicole. <laughs> English coach Nicole. That's a good name. <laughs> I'm thinking exactly. Yeah, and my YouTube is actually English with accent coach Nicole. Excellent. I've uh, kind of gone through a few different variations of my name, so you'll find a few different things out there. Oh, and, for, and for the teachers out there, if you're interested in learning more about the rhythm and melody of English and, and all about word stress and sentence stress and how to connect words, reductions, Mm -hmm. a pitch and all those sorts of things. I do have some inexpensive online classes that you can take a look at on uh, Udemy, which is an online teaching platform as well, uh, to kind of at least maybe educate yourself and how things work and, and even work on your own speech if that's something that you'd like to do. Okay, so you do have a couple of courses on Udemy? Mm -hmm. I do. Okay, yeah. so we'll put those in the notes as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would be kind of like a nice starting point if, if you like video-based classes. Okay, Nicole, um, what were the dates that you had for the TTLT pronunciation workshop? Okay, so we're going to do a pronunciation for, for teachers, kind of like uh, what to teach, how to teach, and a little bit more detail. Some of the things I talked about today, but giving you more examples and helping you incorporate into your own speech, but also kind of how to teach your, your students as well. And we are looking at Friday, November 20th at 4 p.m. And that's, and that's my time. That is United States West Coast time. I'll put the times in the notes and um, I'll put it all also in GMT so that everybody can easily convert from GMT. Yeah. Yes, yes. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much, Nicole, for taking time to be with us today. It's been great. And uh, thank you again for um, being on TTELT. All right. Thanks, Gina. I'm really, I'm really excited to be part of this project because I know it was really providing teachers with something they really need and, and, you know, professional development and getting that constantly and continuously and in a very easy form, podcast, YouTube, and, and, and I think it's really, really needed, especially for those of us ESL teachers where there sometimes is not very, very specific mm -hmm. uh, things just for us. So uh, yeah, I'm really happy to be part of this project. So I think it's going to be uh, really, really useful to a lot of people. Thank you. We hope so. That's the plan. <laughs> Here are some of the top teaching tips that I wanted to highlight from Nicole's uh, interview. Uh, the first one that I thought was really important is to remember to model the correct stress when you're teaching 
when we're teaching our students how to pronounce words, we want to make sure that we are modeling not just how the word is pronounced in general, but make sure we're, st we're stressing to our students where that word is stressed so that we're sure that they know that how to pronounce it accurately. So um, as she mentioned, there's a lot of times with them um, when we're just reading and writing, we don't um, think about where the stress should be in a word. And um, I think also not just word stress, but also within a phrase or within a sentence where the stress would be. And to think about that when we are um, teaching our students um, and remembering that there is a melody to English. I think that was another key point. Oh, another thing I wanted to mention was that her, how she talked about singing. I think it is really important that we are um, giving our students opportunities to sing in English and um, in any language that you're teaching. I think it's really important. I know I learn a lot when I sing in languages that I'm learning. Right now, I'm working a lot on my French and I love to sing in French. Even if I don't understand what I'm singing, it's a lot of fun. And so I think that that was um, another great uh, tip that she pointed out to us. Um, and another key tip is to watch, watch TV in the language that you want to learn. And I think the more that you are watching sitcoms and shows in that, um, in that language, and she mentioned a lot of great ones, but I think I, I also agree with her that it's important to watch something that you're interested in something that you would watch in your language already watch it in english so that you're interested in it and it does the more you watch it and you um, learn the characters the easier it is to kind of imitate their melody and rhythm so that you can um you can improve your english one thing that i've done is have my students choose a um someone that they want to imitate and, and do uh, in class they choose any character that they want on TV, on TV or in a movie and then imitate them. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Okay, and the another two things, and of course these websites are going to be in the notes, but um, Blue Canoe and Elsa Speak, I think were the two websites that she mentioned that I wanted to, uh, to reiterate to you that this is great for teachers, for us to go to, to help with our, our students' pronunciation, but also to help our students go to these websites so they can work on these on their own. So these are some important things that we can take away from this awesome interview from Nicole. Another important thing to remember is that Nicole has graciously agreed to do a TTLT workshop just for us, just for TTLT listeners. Um, so we're gonna get a workshop from Nicole on pronunciation tips. And she's going to help us with um, some activities that we can do. We get to practice doing the activities that we could do again with our students. And this is going to be on November 20th at 11 p.m. GMT. So uh, as you know, I do everything GMT since that never changes and our clocks often do. So if you look at um, your where you are in the world, um, against the GMT. It's going to be November 20th at 11 p.m. GMT, which is 4 p.m. Pacific Daylight Savings Time, which is what we're in right now. And so it'll be at fright on Friday evening for Nicole. And if you're in the Western hem Hemisphere, it will be on, on Friday evening. But if you're 
with me in the Eastern Hemisphere, we're going to have it on Saturday morning. So it's 10 a.m. for me in Australia. So it might be like 8 a.m. if you're in China or uh, Philippines. So um, I think it's a pretty good time for most of us to be available. So please don't forget to sign up for TTLT workshops. And if you're on our TTLT workshop list, then you're, you'll get an invitation to this workshop on November 20th. This week, I want to thank um, our fellow teaching and podcasting colleagues and friends who have taken the time to interview me this week on their podcast. So if you'll go to Inspiring Educators um, or go to Armin's English Language Fellow podcast, you can um, hear my interviews this week. And so I was really excited to be interviewed by them and to have the opportunity to spread the word about TTELT. So please support them and uh, listen to these episodes and listen to their other episodes. I'm sure they would love to have your subscription as well. So please subscribe and listen to these awesome episodes with inspiring educators and the interesting tips and um, stories from other English language fellows that you can hear on that you can hear on Armin's podcast as well. So if you would like to be interviewed or share your ideas um, for teaching tips on TTELT, have a journal article that you've recently written or a blog that you wanna share and have us discuss, or if you wanna recommend someone for me to interview, I have lots of great interviews coming up, um, but if you would have ideas for other people that you would like interviewed, let me know. And of course, if you just have questions, comments, suggestions, please contact me and you can send a voicemail to ttelt.org. If you go to the website and you look in that bottom right corner, you'll see a little mic and that's where you can record a voicemail for us. And I'm might play it on the podcast or in the on the YouTube channel. You you never know, right? And um, answer your questions or about answer your questions about TTELT. And you can always email us at tteltinfo at gmail.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. And if you haven't if you're not there already, please join our Facebook group TTELT. And of course, we would love for you to also follow us at TTELT1 on Twitter and T.TELT on Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time.